Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, friends. I am so thrilled that you're joining me today. And, you know, really quick before I dive into today's topic, I want to give you a quick heads up about a class that I'm teaching in just two days from now. It's called Stop Sabotaging Your Weight Loss, and it's going to be at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 11 a.m. Pacific Time this Friday, February 10th. This is a fantastic class if you feel like you've tried diet after diet and have not been able to get permanent weight loss results, if you feel like you just want to get consistent and really stop like the the whole cycle of making progress and then boom, backtracking and making progress and boom, backtracking. You know what I'm talking about. So If you've been in that position and you're really ready to break that cycle, then I'll invite you to join me. And again, the class is going to be this Friday, February 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern. To register for the class, go to drnatanya.com forward slash stop, S-T-O-P. All right, my friends, let's dive in. So we've got Valentine's Day coming up around the corner next week. I got to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Valentine's Day. Um, I've kind of always found it to be pretty cheesy and maybe it's just the dentist in me, but I kind of cringe at any holidays that are, you know, really, um, pushing candy and sweets kind of like Halloween. Um, but I am all in favor of any and every excuse to add more love in our lives. (laughs) So I'm seizing the opportunity right here and right now. And today, I want to talk to you about how we can fuel our weight loss process and specifically, you know, really choosing what kind of energy we want to use to fuel the change. So contrary to popular belief, we do not have just one option. We have a choice. So what on earth do I mean by this? Well, what most of us are taught is that in order to make a change and to try to, you know, reach our weight loss goal, we have to really hate the way we currently are. And with this way of thinking, we have to not only hate the way we are, but really, you know, kind of hate, like the more we hate ourselves, the more motivated we're going to feel to make a change. And I just remember so many times I'd feel like I'm in this rut, um, you know, maybe in some kind of a plateau with weight loss. And, and I would think, you know, what's wrong? Like, why am I complacent? If only I could be more bothered by the fact that I'm not making progress. If only I could hate on myself more or, you know, have more of a problem with how I am, then I'd really be driven and determined to be consistent. And, you know, that doesn't mean that I was really okay with the way I was. Like I actually did want to make a change. I didn't feel like myself at all. And I knew that if I continued and finished dropping the baby weight that I gained from my pregnancies, that I would feel a lot better physically. 
you know, but, but basically we're just taught that one of the best ways to lose weight and to make a change, really any change, not even just losing weight, um, is to use negative energy towards ourselves and our current state of being. So here's what happens when we decide to make a change. Okay. We tend to gravitate, um, towards, you know, highly rigid programs or diets that spell everything out. And, and they give us a lot of rules because potentially we may feel like we're kind of out of touch with listening to our body. Maybe we don't fully trust that, you know, we have a good handle on listening to our system when we need food or when we don't need any more food. So, you know, we, a lot of us want to be told what to eat and how to eat it um, or how much exercise to get. We want to be told how to do things so that we can take better care of ourselves. And interestingly, a lot of the diets that a lot of us gravitate towards require a lot of willpower to stick to them. Usually this feels pretty hard. And in all honesty, a lot of us really don't know any alternative except to, you know, hope and wish and strive for getting more willpower. So I know I've talked about willpower on this podcast before, but in case this is the first time that you're listening to this podcast, welcome. Or in case you missed the episode on willpower, I'm going to give you like a quick little refresher. Okay, so here's the deal with willpower. Willpower runs out when you need it most. Have you ever wondered why for most of us, we could be quote unquote good all day long. And then in the evening, this is when we tend to be, you know, eating more than we really need to be eating. So what happens is all day long, we're using willpower to be quote unquote good. We've had to potentially make a lot of decisions all day long. Maybe you're having the kind of day where you're short staffed. Maybe you have a patient that's upset or disgruntled. Maybe you're running behind schedule. Uh, you know, maybe you have gotten in an argument with your spouse or your kids are misbehaving, whatever the case may be. All of these different things use up your available amount of willpower. Okay. And so by the end of the day, you don't have any more willpower left or you're kind of running on empty. I mean, I really want you to imagine willpower like gas in a car, right? So you you run out eventually. And so that's why at the end of a, a day where you're tired and maybe a little stressed out, you just want to hit the e- easy button and feel better. You potentially aren't going to be able to make the best decisions for yourself in terms of your diet or a long-term goal, right? Um You're just going to want to do whatever's easiest. And what happens when we are relying on willpower is we often uh, also think to ourselves kind of all or nothing thinking, like we make one mistake and then we think, oh man, we're doomed. Like we royally screwed up. And then we start to think, you know, maybe it's no use, right? So we start to have doubts about our ability to really get to our goal or at least to be able to make good choices for that specific day. So we're feeling kind of crummy. And how do we comfort ourselves? Well, we're going to comfort ourselves the way we've always comforted ourselves. And for a lot of us, that means going back to our old habits, which is going to include food, 
right? Or alcohol potentially. And no, I'm not talking about broccoli. Most of us are not comforting ourselves with broccoli. (laughs) So a lot of us think we need to then feel really guilty and that if we could just muster up more willpower, we would overcome all of this and be able to overpower any feelings to deviate from the good habits that we're trying to cultivate, right? But the issue is that it just doesn't work in the long run because using willpower just doesn't feel that great. And especially, again, if we're running on empty, we just don't have any more willpower left, okay? So guilting ourselves, tapping into willpower, these things just do not work, okay? So what's the alternative to all of this? What if instead... We used self-love and compassion to fuel change. Now, what the heck does that mean? And doesn't that sound kind of frilly and maybe too good to be true, like rainbows and daisies and unicorns? (laughs) Yes, we actually can love on ourselves to make a change. And no, it's not too good to be true, okay? You can make change because you love yourself instead of because of you hating yourself. All right. Now, stop right there. That doesn't mean you have to like everything about yourself. Okay. But you can acknowledge that the reason you want to make a change is because you care about yourself enough to be doing it. Okay. So like, for example, instead of thinking that you'll only like yourself when you lose weight, you see the difference? Like that kind of feels icky. And instead, the other way kind of feels loving and kind when you say, I want to lose weight because I care about myself, because this change is important to me to be healthier or, you know, to have more energy or to, you know, really tap into who I want to be and what I want to stand for and the kind of lifestyle that I want, right? Feels totally different. So let's start by understanding why we're going back to old habits that don't serve us in the first place, okay? So truly, your brain wants the path of least resistance. Like when we go to make a change, one part of your brain is totally bought in on making change. The other part of your brain, like the primitive part of your brain, it just wants easy, okay? Um, If this is the first time you're hearing me talk about this, please go back all the way back. I think it might be episode three. Don't quote me on that. That's called the power of decisions. And I really get into the nitty gritty on the parts of your brain and how they can help us or hold us back from making amazing decisions. Okay. So this part of your brain, the primitive part of your brain, just wants to keep you alive and it wants to minimize discomfort, okay? If you can imagine, you have like a filing cabinet in your brain. And when you're, let's say, for example, let's say you're stressed out and you're at work and let's say, you know, your brain recognizes you're stressed out. And so it goes to that little filing cabinet and it looks for what you did the last time you got stressed out. Let's say there was a patient that was being a pain in the neck. You felt really stressed out. And then you went to the break room and grabbed Oreos. Well, you temporarily felt better. So your brain is going to tell you to do the same thing again and again. Like you stayed alive, you felt better. You know, that part of your brain does not care about you having a weight loss goal. It just doesn't. It only cares about you surviving, okay? So this is why you might feel like 
occasionally you're on autopilot, kind of like a zombie, just gravitating towards, you know, habits that aren't serving you and your weight loss goal. Okay. This is just your brain doing its job. It's trying to keep things easy for you. Okay. So what's really the problem with this? Well, Nothing is actually the problem unless, of course, you don't like the result of, you know, this this loop. So when you decide to make a change, it really starts by acknowledging that your present habits, you know, like what your present habits are and coming to terms and accepting the status quo and then lovingly telling yourself that you want to create a new habit. Okay. And I don't care how old you are. Yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks. And yes, you can actually train yourself to act in a different way. Let's say when you're stressed or when you're tired or whatever the case may be. Okay. When I tap into self-love, I am much more likely to be honest with myself and tell myself how I actually feel when I overeat instead of beating myself up I might acknowledge, you know what, it feels kind of gross when I overeat. And so you don't have to beat yourself up over it to make a change. You can simply think like, gee, what a bummer. I passed up an opportunity to go to bed without feeling bloated, for example, right? And so then you can acknowledge the current situation and also acknowledge that you would like to make a different choice next time, right? I could say, hmm, I notice I'm overeating. I notice it doesn't feel so good. I love myself way too much to let myself continue to eat in this way. Now, those of you with kids may be able to understand that there's times that we can feel really frustrated with our children and we want them to behave and we want them to do exactly what we say. But if we're honest with ourselves, at the end of the day, the reason that we want these things for our kids is because we love them, right? We want what's best for them. And we don't want to be rigid dictators, you know, barking orders. We want to convey love and compassion towards them, right? So why does it matter then if we use self-love or self-loathing? Self-loathing, I'm getting tongue tied. (laughs) Why does it matter if we use self love or self loathing to lose weight? Like, why does any of this matter? Why am I making a big deal out of this? Why am I creating an entire episode on this? Well, I'll tell you why. My priority is that you learn to lose weight in a way that's permanent. Okay. So many of us learn to beat ourselves up And to use that as a catalyst for change, right? Like that negative energy. And I'm here to tell you that if that worked, then like so many more of us would be at our goal weight, but it does not work, at least not for long. See, when we use self-loathing to get to our goal, we get to our goal and then we realize we still don't like ourselves. Like we haven't been learning how to build ourselves up throughout the weight loss process. Instead, we've been tearing ourselves down. So we get to our goal weight and, you know, okay, yes, we might feel happy for a few days. We might think we're proud of ourselves for a few days, but then what happens? Inevitably, we're going to have doubts and worries and fears that sneak in thinking, you know, negative thoughts about ourselves. Like, yeah, I'm not really going to be able to stay at my goal weight. You know, I'm just waiting for the shoe drop, shoe to drop, or maybe, you know, a certain uh, special event or a vacation. I'm sure I'm going to blow it then. Right. And so what happens, you know, honestly, it just doesn't feel good 
to continue beating ourselves up, right? Like if you're beating yourself up to lose weight, you're going to need to continue to beat yourself up to stay at your goal weight. You will not have learned how to talk to yourself in a loving way and to fuel that change out of love for yourself. So most of us, if we're using self-loathing to get to our goal weight, most of us will get to our goal weight and then we simply will not want to continue doing it because it feels really, really crummy. And this is how easy it is for most of us to then lose weight and regain it, okay? Because the change wasn't worth it, right? So instead, if you use self-love, you're learning to love yourself and build yourself up the entire time. You're learning to like yourself throughout the process of weight loss. You are learning to build your confidence throughout the process, not just waiting until the end, thinking that you'll become confident when the scale says a certain number, okay? Now, I want you to think about it like in terms of, What kind of energy or fuel do you want to put in your car when you're going to go on a long road trip? Now, you have a couple options. You can either use a regular gas car, one where you have to stop every few hundred miles or whatever, every few hours to fill up the gas tank and gas prices are through the roof, or you could use an electric car, okay? And let's pretend that the car has solar panels and you never have to stop. It doesn't cost you anything to recharge the battery. So it's a renewable resource, okay? Now, this is not a perfect analogy, so just work with me. (laughs) But the idea is you're more likely to want to drive the car that doesn't cost you anything to drive, right? Like there's no negative impact of the car with the solar panels that's electric, Okay, and it's a really great way to get from point A A to point B. I know this sounds really silly, but I hope it gets the point across. Okay, my point being, you do not need to beat yourself up to lose weight. You can actually love on yourself and use that love to make change. So how do you do that for yourself? How can you do that this week? How can you do that today? to make choices for yourself that are based on self-love instead of self-loathing. Can you lovingly decide each day this week, like what great options you'd like to entertain for your meals? Can you lovingly make sure that you're drinking enough water? Can you lovingly attempt to get at least seven or between seven and nine hours of sleep? Can you lovingly ask yourself if you are legitimately hungry before you go to eat? Can you lovingly notice when you've eaten past the point of being full and instead of thinking to yourself, oh man, I've totally blown it, I'm a loser, I'm never going to get to my goal weight, instead of thinking that, can you think, yeah, that was a real bummer, I feel kind of gross right now and that's okay, I'm going to make a better choice next time. You get to make these kinds of decisions for yourself. Look, if loving on yourself feels totally awkward, you aren't alone. A lot of us struggle in terms of liking ourselves, and we're taught that there are very specific ways that we need to look so that we can be accepted as members of society and so that we can accept ourselves But what I want to tell you, my friends, is that you are 100% lovable and worthy of love exactly the way you are. 
If you don't find yourself lovable right now, there is no amount of weight loss that is going to change your opinion. I promise you. You can grow in your own love for yourself. Start by speaking kindly to yourself. Notice when you're being mean to yourself. Ask yourself when you think something to yourself, like ask yourself, is is that the same tone that you'd have with your best friend or with your child? You can love yourself and accept yourself the way you are and seek to make a change, okay? In fact, when you do, You'll set yourself up not only to love yourself at your goal, but to love yourself throughout the entire process of weight loss. Using self-love as the fuel for your weight loss process is truly the only method I endorse, and honest to goodness, it works. So go love on yourselves this week and forever, my friends. All right. I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you enjoy Valentine's Day and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you're ready to start taking action towards permanent weight loss, then go download my five secrets where I'll teach you the top five things to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to restrictive diets, deprivation, or even intense exercising. Go to drnatanya.com forward slash start. That's drnatanya.com forward slash start to get started. It's time to make your weight loss goal a reality.